Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright. You're about to hear Success Profiles Radio. I just want to take a moment before the show to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the upcoming show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rates. Now let's start the show. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing and fantastic show. I'll introduce my guest momentarily, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific, just like it always is. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every week. But before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. That's B-R-I-A-N, phonesites.com forward slash Brian. I went to Barnes & Noble a few months ago and bought a book that a friend of mine recommended called Relentless by Tim Grover. I've read it, and it's very clear that while he coaches elite athletes, the biggest results don't necessarily happen because of the physical training he puts them through, but rather it's because of the mental toughness training he instills in his clients. There's a quote in his book that stood out to me, and it's simply this. In order to have what you really want, you must first become who you really are. You have to claim who you are. Don't worry about what everyone else thinks about you. Don't be concerned about fitting into someone else's box because the only way you will get what you really want in life is to be the person who deserves it. Get Tim Grover's book, Relentless, so you can take advantage of his wisdom. You will be so glad you did. So here we are with my guest, and his name is Jonathan Levy. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Jonathan is a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, and keynote speaker born and raised in Silicon Valley. And when he was 16, he started an e-commerce company that would go on to become one of Inc. 5,000's fastest-growing companies in America before he sold it in 2017. Three years later, since 2014, he's been one of the top-performing instructors on the online learning platform Udemy and has snowballed this success into the launch of his rapidly growing information products company, Superhuman Enterprises. And from this, he's got an award-winning podcast called Superhuman Academy Podcast and best-selling products called Become a Super Learner in print, digital, and audiobooks. And his products have been enjoyed by over 250,000 people in 205 countries and territories. His latest book is called The Only Skill That Matters, which we will talk about today. It was published this year, and he talks about his own journey and the techniques he uses that anyone can use to learn faster. And he lives in Tel Aviv, Israel, so that is fun. Let's talk with Jonathan Levy. Here we are. Jonathan, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, you're so welcome. I'm looking forward to this and this will be really fun. So the first question I usually like to ask everyone is give us a sense of your your background, your backstory. You've had a very, very interesting journey. Yeah. So growing up, I was a you know pretty happy kid. Grew up in Saratoga, California, and uh, all was well. And I had wonderful parents and friends, and and the world was a happy place. The only thing was I couldn't really sit still in class. 
Uh, and I, I wasn't really able to kind of understand everything that was going on, but I had really great teachers who would kind of stay at recess, lunch, and explain things to me, and, and, and it was all good until it wasn't. <laughs> By the time I was uh, eight, I was being tested for learning disabilities, which uh, kind of came back that, yeah, that this is a kid who's going to have difficulties uh, probably for most of his life, and my parents chose not to medicate me. They didn't want to turn their happy, healthy kid into a zombie, which I totally get yes. uh, but by sixth grade school became this big scary place where i really didn't understand and even the subjects where i was able to keep up like english all of a sudden i wasn't and it wasn't just in the classroom that i was struggling outside the classroom other kids were learning things like how to talk to girls and how to play well on social team uh, in social situations and how to be a part of a sports team and i wasn't able to do any of that either and so by the time I was 13, I was in a real, real deep depression, really unhappy with who I was. And I kind of decided, you know, if I was going to stick around on this planet, I, I would need to exactly as you said in the intro, Brian, I would need to kind of become the kind of person that would get the results and, and have the kind of life that I wanted. And it didn't happen overnight. No. It took many, many, many years and, and many stages of evolution in building my self-esteem and, and becoming this kind of person. But throughout all of that and throughout all of my journey, the one consistent thing has been learning and yeah. literally learning how to be the kind of person I wanted to be. The big transformation for me and, and why I made this my mission was after university and after selling my business and, and really building a mountain of accomplishments on prescription stimulants, which are the only way I got through school, yeah. um, I encountered someone who had this skill. He and his wife had been coaching kids with learning disabilities uh, in memory, speed reading, and accelerated learning. And this was the first time, I mean, I'd encountered this idea that I could learn better social skills or I could learn how to run my business better. This was the first time that I'd encountered the idea that I could learn how to learn. Wow. And it changed my life. It blew my mind. It was actually the first time, I mean, now I run a podcast called Superhuman Academy. I interview real world superhumans every single week. But this was the first time I'd ever met someone and gone, holy crap, superpowers are real. Yeah. And I had to learn it. So I, I paid them a whole bundle of money to, to give me private coaching. And, you know, it kind of took off from there. I, I used that skill to learn more about the skill and dive deep into neuroscience and learning and memory and how it all works. And fast forward a couple of years, decided to help them translate their materials into an online course. I knew yeah. nothing about online courses or podcasting or recording or video editing or any of that, but I used the skills of learning. And in a very short time, we had one of the top selling courses on the web and it kind of, things got weird from there. We started doing books, podcasts, a TED talk. Uh, now yeah. we produce courses for other thought leaders and, and, uh, now we have this latest book. So I definitely was the last person you would ever think who would be an expert on learning. <laughs> wow. Cause you know, sometimes when, when, kids struggle in school it's either there's a learning disability or they're just too smart for the room and they're really bored did that idea ever ever come up 
Well, I think, you know, if you judge a fish's intelligence by its ability to climb up a tree. Right. And, and that's a big part of the problem. Like I, my spirit animal, Brian, is monkey. Like I'm not meant to sit still. And I still, by the way, like I don't, I don't want to give a bad name to stimulants like Ritalin, Adderall. If people are out there, there are a lot of people like myself who, if I need to sit and, uh, and read the, uh, audiobook version of my book for six hours in a day, like I will still maintain a prescription and I'm not against those things. But there was definitely a mismatch between the education system and the way that I wanted to learn and the things that I wanted to achieve. And, you know, anyone who, who has used prescription stimulants, which is now 70% of children in North America at some point in their life will tell you it. I still forgot everything. The minute I left the exam room, you know, I have two degrees and I, I don't really remember much of the first one because it was before I learned these memory techniques. So, um, I don't know if I was, I was too smart for the room. I definitely, um, I struggled to sit down and learn. And I think a lot of times I just didn't understand. One of my earliest memories of school was we were learning how to read the hands of a clock. It was first grade. And I actually verified this because I went, I went into my parents' records and found this in my report card. So this isn't some, you know, traumatic nightmare memory that I have. And I just didn't get it. The teacher kept explaining and I eventually I just stopped asking questions because I thought I must be the dumbest kid in the world. Um, and today one of the things I talk about is this idea of brute force learning, right? Where we should be learning things from as many different sources as possible because hoping that the way it's being explained in class or in a podcast or in a book or in an online course, hoping that that's the way that it's going to click for you. Mm-hmm. What are the odds? You know, there's a million different ways to explain the same idea. And so, I teach people that it is not only okay not to understand the first time, but completely, uh, you know, encouraged to continue learning in additional ways. Wow. That is amazing. You know, I love exploring people's early entrepreneurial journey because it's usually a little rough. What was your first year in business like? We've got about three minutes of the first break. Yeah. So, uh, well, I started my first quote unquote business when I was four years old. My mom had a business and I decided that I was going to do uh guerrilla marketing for her and that business didn't take off. But, uh, I had a bunch of additional businesses after that and a ton of failures. Uh, when I was 12, I started DJing at local parties and, and online radio. When I was 13, I started doing web design. So I had a lot of failures under my belt before it even really mattered. And one of the things I advocate for entrepreneurs is first off, start early, but also make failure small and fast, you know, fail fast, fail hard and, and fail small. So that by the time I built my first actually successful business, which I started when I was 16, I'd already kind of figured out a lot about how businesses worked. Uh, and my failures had been really small because I was living in my parents' garage. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So I do want to ask, I mean, you have moved to Israel. Uh, we've got just a little bit of time here before the break. How have your opportunities been different in Israel than they were in the United States? Now, I understand you work remotely. You can work anywhere in the world you really want to. But how have your opportunities been different for you? 
Oh, well, I am uh, one of the best clients that United Airlines has because I really have to fly quite a bit to get the face-to-face and you know go to the Genius Network and the annual and all that stuff. So on the one hand, I've got really cool opportunities, like I met with Fiverr this week about a new product they're rolling out. Wow. On the other hand, I miss so many. I mean, I'm very deliberately detached and I miss a lot of conferences and I miss a lot of potential collaborative opportunities. So um, I would say uh, my business is smaller, but I'm happier. Absolutely. And that's really where it's at because if you have a company that turns into a monster that you really can't contain and keep your head around, you it can make you miserable. And I think happiness is really a very, very important human value to to strive towards. So I really appreciate your answer to that a lot. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Jonathan Levy, and we are going to talk after the break about his book, The Only Skill That Matters, that was released earlier this year. We're going to talk about why he wrote this. We're going to talk about super learning. We're going to talk about how you learn to learn, how you prepare your brain to learn, and speed reading and so much more. There's a lot that we're going to talk about today, and I cannot wait to dive full force into this. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright, Success Profiles Radio, and I just want to let you know something. Togenet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We've negotiated special rates just for you at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to www.BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Brian. Sign up and enjoy the discounts right now. Once again, that is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Brian. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brienkwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brienkwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jonathan Levy, and we will talk about his book, The Only Skill That Matters, in just a couple of minutes. But if you've not picked up my book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. It is a compilation of some of the very best interviews I've done on my show and Volume 2 is coming out very, very shortly. It was uploaded to Ingram Spark over the weekend, and it's going to be coming out within days or perhaps a week or two, so I cannot wait. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, please go ahead and do that and leave a review. That would be very, very meaningful to me. So, Jonathan, I want to ask you, we all have been influenced by really uh, important people or, or influential people in our lives. Who has influenced you the most in your career and your business? Hmm. Someone that I know or someone that I know from afar? Uh, either one. Well, uh, so I'm, I'm the learning guy, right? I, yes. I consume a lot of, uh, specifically books more yes. than anything. I, tr- I try to limit my learning to sources that are really, uh, you know, as we were talking about during the break, someone has actually done the work and, and it's not just a quick blog post off the, off the cuff. Um, I've been deeply influenced by people like Eckhart Tolle, Dale Carnegie, uh, Michael Gerber, James, uh, Jim Collins, um, more recently I've been reading a lot of Gino Wickman. So I've, uh, I've had a lot of mentors. Most of them don't even know I exist. <laughs> yeah. And Tim Ferriss has been a big influence on you too. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So tell us about your rock bottom moment. Hmm. Which one do you want? Um, uh, I've had quite a few, <laughs> uh, whichever one you would like. Well, when I was 13 years old, uh, I contemplated suicide for a pretty long period of time. And uh, I fortunately didn't go through with it. And I don't think I ever seriously considered They They say, people have told me that the, the real breaking point is when you start planning. And I never started planning, but it was an everyday, maybe I'll just end this yeah. kind of thing. Um and there were there were a few different rock bottom moments, but I think the biggest one there I had a friend who in in all truth wasn't publicly my friend because she couldn't take the reputation hit at thirteen years old. But I confided in her that I was thinking about this oh. and she went to uh, an educator and it made it back to my parents and probably the rock bottom moment was mom and dad coming to pick me up at school. And tears streaming down their face because, you know, the, I don't remember if it was the principal or, or whoever it was, school counselor called and said, you know, your son's been talking about suicide. Wow. And that was a pretty rude awakening. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God bless you for not going through with that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I- and, and that was a, a turning point as well because at, at that moment you go, well, if I'm going to stick around, I, I better figure out a way to make the best of this thing. Yeah. I, and this is the first time I've publicly disclosed this, but I actually had a moment kind of sort of like that in high school. I contemplated it, had thought about it, but I didn't go through with it because I started thinking about who would be impacted by my absence. And if you ever have a chance, if you ever have a chance to watch, uh, it's a wonderful life. That is a brilliant, brilliant, uh, depiction of what it's like when someone is no longer there. It's, it, it made yep. me cry. I cried when I saw that movie and this was long after that moment happened for me. So I'm still here too. So, uh, let's talk about your book. The only skill that matters. Why did you write this? Yeah. So I, my mission, Brian is to positively impact the lives of at least a million people by empowering them with the learning skills they need to be whoever they want to be. And, um, 
there are a lot of ways to reach a million people. Podcasting is a great way. And we've, you know, we've done over three and a half million downloads through, through the podcast. Online courses are a great way as well. And we've done 250,000 enrollments. But I think, uh, to get to that next level of reaching people, we needed uh, a product first off that was affordable that everyone could consume and it right. was in, an enjoyable read. I've published books before, but I knew nothing about writing a book uh, and I kind of was self-taught. And so my book was okay, but it's kind of a course in book format and that was yeah. the biggest complaint with it. Um, in Genius Network, Joe Polish's Mastermind, I've just been really uh, – influenced and impacted by people who've written these incredible books that have gone on to change millions of lives. And, you know, you're sitting in a room with, with Hal Elrod and, uh, Tucker Max and Joe Polish and, and these folks who, yeah. whose books have really changed a lot of lives, yeah. Andrew Weil and Keith Cunningham. And, and I thought, you know, if, if we want to do this right and if, if impact is really an important thing, um, I need to write a book that I'm actually proud of and that, that people are going to read. So I actually worked with Tucker and his company and, and I hired them to help me write a book that was as lean and tight as possible while giving as much information as possible. And my goal was for it to be a book that people could not put down. Uh, obviously there, there are business motives behind doing that. There's, we really do want to get this message in front of people. We wanted this book to be a gateway into our world so that people want to learn more with us and, and people want to join our programs. Um, but if I can get this book in a million people's hands and, uh, you know, as, as you know, you have a book as well. You don't make a lot of money off books, but if I can get this book in a million people's hands, I think I could die happy. Yeah. Uh, as far as, as far as professional life yeah. goes, I have a lot of yeah. other things I want to achieve <laughs> right. in my personal life. Right. And I'm really glad that you said that you had an end game after the book because the book is, is the starting place, not the ending place. And I think a lot of people miss that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, your, your book is really about why learning is the number one and most, most important skill that someone can possess today and, and how you can learn anything multiple times faster. What led you to that epiphany? Well, life experience and, and seeing the transformations that we've had of students. First off, in my life experience, you know, we, we started to talk about it a little bit, but I was a kid who literally disliked, if not hated every aspect of who I was. I hated my body language. I hated the way I talked. I hated, you know, my, my performance academically. I hated the way I couldn't hold a conversation. I hated my sense of humor. And I literally, Tony Robbins has an incredible quote, you know, Tony Robbins didn't exist. I built this mother effer. And I felt the same way when he said that. I was like, wow, I feel the same way. And it's exactly what you said, Brian. I, I learned how to be the kind of person that I wanted to be. And, uh, and that is the skill that has just kept giving and giving and giving. So I'll give you some examples. I knew nothing about building an online course. And we went on to have one of the top online courses. I knew nothing about podcasting, copywriting, writing books, uh, you know, remote workforces. And at every turn, I've learned. More recently, a couple of years ago, I decided, you know what? I've been single for nine years. I haven't been able to get into a healthy relationship since my last very unhealthy relationship in college. What if I treated this as a learning goal? And within six months, I met my now wife. And I'm in, knock on wood, a very happy and healthy relationship. Uh, seven months ago, I knew nothing about real estate investing. I'm right now closing on a multi-million dollar uh, property because I self-educated and learned everything I needed to know to buy commercial real estate. Um, so at, at every point in my life, I've said, what is the next step or what is it I want to achieve? Who is it that I want to be? Because I really do believe in and Hal Elrod very deeply influenced me on this. It's be, do, have. Yes. 
you need to be the person who does the things to have the results. Yeah. You know, he's I been want, on my show. you yeah. can no, he's great. I love yeah. Hal. And you can't just say, I, I want to change a million lives. That's the right. have. You got to start with the B. You got to be the person who does the things that inspires the people. So, yeah. uh, and it's that, you know, I, I need to be, and before I can buy a, a, a property, I need to be a savvy real estate investor. So I will make the right decisions and then I will have the returns. Absolutely. So this book is about super learning. What is a super learner? Yeah, super learner is someone who's able to learn effectively and quickly and without limits. A lot of times one one of the big myths in our society is like every time you learn something you forget something else or you know, I don't have enough space in my brain. There's a theoretical capacity of your brain. It's far more than than 99.9% of people are using and the brain is elastic. And yeah. and we can learn so much more and so much faster than we realize. And this isn't one of those like cliched, you only use 10% of your brain type things. It's a, it's a literal studies have shown that the way that we're using our brains is not efficient or effective. The way that we're maintaining our learning and memories doesn't work. That's why most of us forget everything we learn by the time we exit the exam room. And, uh, and so a super learner is someone who, you know, they're, they're the, uh, they're the Olympians of learning, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. The book is called The Only Skill That Matters. We've got three minutes to the break. So let me ask you, how do you learn how to learn? Yeah, well, the first thing is I believe one of my kind of fundamental uh, beliefs around teaching as a teacher is I don't believe people can do something until they understand the how and the why. Um, the first, they need to know why they're doing something and then they need to know how it works. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I was one of the only kids with a manual gearbox and I learned pretty damn quickly that, uh, if I was going to teach people how to drive on my beloved car, I needed to first give them a lecture on how the manual gearbox actually works. Because if I said, look, you just hit the clutch every time you want to change gears, that means nothing. But if I tell you, Brian, what's actually happening is there, the gears in this car are manually detached. So anytime you hit the clutch, I want you to understand what's actually happening in the gearbox. I realized that people would grind my gears, literally grind my gears less. So the first step is learning how your brain actually works. Going yeah. back to you know, this evolutionary blueprint, millions and millions of years of evolution and figuring out that we are all visual learners. We just yeah. don't know it and we don't know how to use our visual memory and figuring out what makes something memorable to the human brain. What actually, like, we know that some things are more memorable than others. Well, what are the criteria? What are the things that actually make our hippocampus save a memory as opposed to erasing it? And it comes down to, is it novel? Is it interesting? And is it connected to other things that our brain has deemed important? Our brains work wow. just like Google, believe it or not. They ask, how many connections are there to this piece of information? And how trusted and valued are those other connected pieces of information? It's the same yeah. reason, you know, SEO works. Your brain does the same thing. And so many times when we try to learn something, we treat it as completely new. And our brain goes, well, I just learned this one word in some foreign language. But I don't know any of that foreign language. Like, yeah. this is useless. I've never needed this language before. And it, it's out, you know, it never even makes it into your long-term memory. Right. And you, you mentioned, you know, how many connections does your brain have to this concept? That, I think, would make it so much more important to involve as many of the senses as possible in your learning experience. 
Yeah, if you can. I mean, I, the joke I always make at memory, the, the most memorable scent or sense, I'm sorry, is uh, scent and taste, which are kind of the same sense as far as the brain is concerned. Right. But unfortunately, you can't smell your way to a law degree. So right. vision is the best the best option. But if you can incorporate all the senses, that's great. Fantastic. We are here with Jonathan Levy. His book is called The Only Skill That Matters, and we will be right back after the break. We will talk about preparing our brain to learn. We will talk about speed reading. We'll talk about increasing our memory and so much more when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jonathan Levy, and his book is called The Only Skill That Matters. And we are talking about super learning. And if you all didn't know, I also do have a magazine. It's called Success Profiles Magazine. You can subscribe at successprofilesmagazine.com. You can get a a seven-day trial for a dollar, and it's tremendous. It's based largely on my show, but I have a lot of people promoting and and advertising, not advertising, but um, uh, writing and contributing articles about lots of different stuff that even you won't hear on the show. So check that out, successprofilesmagazine.com. So Jonathan, we're talking about super learning and using our brains. And I want to ask, how do you prepare your brain to learn? Are there specific techniques that you incorporate to do this? Yeah, absolutely. There are quite a few, actually. The first one is really planning out and structuring and asking yourself some questions. A lot of learning experts talk about this. Tim Ferriss talks about this with, you know, his preparatory questions of, 
of how do I break this down and how do I recombine it and what are the learning units? There are some questions that I feel have been missing from the argument. For example, to what extent do I need to learn this or do I plan to and want to learn this? Um, you know, if I want to get a PhD in something, I'm going to go about it very differently than my casual learning to play the piano for giggles. Um, so I asked the question of to what extent, what is my goal? How am I going to break it down? What is going to be my steady schedule? And one thing that I learned from the world of business and, and my business coach is I actually plan for the occasional failure. Like, what am I going to do when I fall behind, when I'm not getting the results that I want? Like, am I going to relax my, my requirements? Am I going to double up on coaching sessions? Am I going to set aside days? So having actual plans in place. Um, and structuring and planning ahead and setting aside the time. I mean, you'd be amazed how many people say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm learning Russian as well. And I ask them, yeah. great, what's your study schedule look like? And they go, oh, you know, once in a while I pick up a book, <laughs> pick up yeah. a book. Uh, so that's one thing. The, another tip that I want to share, which is a really powerful tip for people in the audience is this idea of pre-reading. Studies have actually shown that people who pre-read, and I'll explain in a second what that means, uh, they're more able to create accurate summaries of what they read, which is a pretty good proxy for understanding how well they comprehended. And when they do read, they read faster and with higher comprehension. The idea is very simple. Um, I like to think of it kind of as like if you were going to run a, a marathon, get in your car and drive around the block, you know, see the route before. And the idea when you pre-read is you flip through the pages one to two seconds per page and you note anything that stands out to you. Words that are capitalized, italicized, titles, names, numbers, proper nouns, things like that. What you do after that, and you do this, you know, 10 pages ahead, 20 pages ahead, however long you think you're going to read in that session, um, but not so long that you start to lose track of everything that you've noticed. You start to generate and ask questions. Why is that here? What stance do I anticipate the author taking? Uh, you know, how am I going to use this knowledge? Who might I discuss this with? The reason we ask those questions, Brian, is, is a couple different things. One, human brain can't resist a good question. So even if you're reading the most boring real estate law precedent, your brain is going to go, well, why are they talking about Baltimore? What does that mm -hmm. have to do with anything here? Um, and the next thing is cognitive biases, right? Mm -hmm. We love to be right. So if you go in and say, ah, I bet they're going to talk about Baltimore because of that one precedent, your brain is going to pay more attention when you read in order to figure out if it's right. It's just like the, the joke I always make is, uh, you know, when you and your spouse are, are arguing about like which way you need to go, all of a sudden you're both really paying attention to all the signs to see if you're right or not, figure yeah. out which one is right. So it's, it's that exact same principle. And, uh, and it performs a rudimentary form of spaced repetition. We know that learning something once is not enough. You need to review it at increasing intervals. Well, we teach students when you read, first you pre-read, then you read or speed read if you're trained in speed reading, and then you review. So whereas the normal reader just picks up a book, cracks the spine, and reads it once, my students have read it three times before they even put the book down. And that's not even to mention the habits that we encourage people, you know, go back, review the book from time to time, set reminders, maintain your knowledge. But that's three times just in the first sitting. So who do you think has that higher comprehension when they read, even if they're speed reading? Yeah. I want to ask a question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked this before, but if you look at 
learning from an interdisciplinary approach. Do you think nutrition plays a role in this in, in terms of how, you know, how our brains can process in terms of our, of our brain's readiness to learn? Do you think the, the, the food we put in our bodies and the stuff we put in our bodies can impact the speed at which we're able to learn? 100%. Yeah. Our brains are very, very sensitive instruments. In fact, the human brain is the most complex object in the known universe. We have no freaking idea how it works. But what we do know is it works better in some scenarios. Sleep is a pretty obvious one. That cliche of the student pulling an all-nighter and studying – literally worthless. I mean, your brain actually can't, uh, there's, there's a technical term for it. Consolidate. Your brain can't consolidate memory unless you're asleep. Worthless to lose sleep, to try and learn. And another one is, uh, our brains are very sensitive to glucose. They actually like fat. The human brain loves fat. In fact, ketones, which is what your body produces when it's metabolizing fat, uh, hence the keto diet. Your brain loves ketones. Uh, and your brain needs a ton of different minerals. For example, magnesium. Something like 80% of people on a Western diet are magnesium deficient. Men need about 400 milligrams of assorted forms of magnesium uh, throughout their body and muscles and brain every day. Women need about 300. And magnesium is crucial in 1,200, 1,200 different processes, many of them involved in the brain, uh, all kinds of different neurotransmitters, right? Every emotion that you can experience from the flow state to focus, to motivation, to that feeling we all have when you learn something new and you get that rush of dopamine that makes you happy. Well, your brain needs the building blocks to create those neurotransmitters, dopamine, acetylcholine, GABA, serotonin, and on and on and on. Those are the the main ones most people have heard of. Uh, If your brain is not getting the vitamins and minerals and amino acids that it needs, uh, (laughs) good luck, you know, good luck. Not to mention, you know, that that your brain actually needs the building blocks to create these neurons uh, and synapses and and connections and everything. So absolutely. And, uh, and to give people a practical takeaway, the worst thing you can do for your brain is consume a diet high in sugar. The Mm. brain does not like sugar. It does not like spikes in energy. It likes a very consistent source of energy. If you can give it fats, proteins, and uh, complex natural carbohydrates, right? So I'm not talking orange juice here. I'm talking eat your broccoli, eat your leafy greens, have your tomatoes and your, you know, even your sweet potatoes are better than eating a a high sugary diet, lots of white rice and things that just break down so quickly. Uh, Your brain does not love that. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you mentioned all of that. Let's do a pivot to speed reading. When I was in high school, a speed reading course was part of the curriculum when I was a sophomore. And I would imagine there are lots of speed reading courses out there. Some of them are probably better than others. What makes a good speed reading course? What do you recommend? Yeah, I love this question because I, when I started showing signs of being a problem learner, my parents bought me the Evelyn Wood seven day speed reading course Hmm. and it didn't work for me at all. Uh, And I did some other stuff, some other courses online and I read about speed reading. And when I was tested by my mentor, my speed was 450 words per minute, which isn't bad, but my comprehension was 40%. And that is my issue with most speed reading courses. It is very easy for me to make you feel like I've improved your reading speed. And all I do is just use confirmation bias. And I Mm -hmm. ask you questions like, Brian, 
you caught the part where he talked about, you know, what happened on December 7th, right? And you go, yeah, of course. Um, my issue and, and the reason I built the super learner course as a learning course and not a speed reading course is for me, it all starts with memory. Do you know how your memory works? Do you know how to create strong, solid, visual linked memories? And do you know how to maintain your memories and do spaced repetition? Because I'll be honest with you, I can teach you how to read a book at 750 words per minute with 80% comprehension. The, the research shows after about 600 words per minute, we get a drop off in comprehension. So either 600 words per minute at a, at a hundred percent comprehension or 750 at 80%, all the claims of 2000 words per minute, 5000 words per minute never have been scientifically proven or or even substantiated. I can teach you how to do that. The question is, uh, how long are you going to remember that? Mm-hmm. And if it's a couple hours, well, might as well not even read it. So we really, really heavily invest. In fact, the first five weeks of my program are all about memory, pre-reading, priming the brain, maintaining memories. Wow. That is absolutely Amazing. So how can we learn to speed read more effectively? You talked about pre-reading a little earlier. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a whole lot new under the sun when it comes to pre-reading. Um, probably a lot of the stuff that you learned in high school is, is still the stuff that we're teaching today. Um, we teach people to pay attention to this, the blurry stuff in the paraphobia. Research has again shown that you can never actually make your fovea larger, meaning your eyes will always focus the, the amount that they focus. But research has also shown that you have a preview effect. And so you you are using information to the right and left and taking it in. People who have that blocked have much worse comprehension and lower speeds. So we teach you how to do that. We teach you how to make less movements of the eye, fewer movements, I, I should say, because you actually are not taking in new information while your eyes are moving. Um, so move your eyes less and take in larger chunks at once. And then we teach you how to optimize those chunks, which are called fixations. Um, and, and that's, that's really it. I I mean, uh, I always like to joke that speed reading takes 10 minutes to learn and 10 months to master because I can teach you all, all the techniques and in 10 minutes you'll know what you're doing, but to get your comprehension to actually catch up takes many, many months. And, and even when we do, you know, marketing webinars or, or I do lectures on stage, I had a uh, shell brought me in to do a talk and they're like, well, go ahead and teach the audience how to speed read. And I was like, okay, I will tell them what is involved in speed reading. And if they'd like, I can come in again and again and again, and we can work on it. But it's uh, unfortunately not, not something that, that can be taught in 10 minutes. No, absolutely not. We've got less than a minute uh, to the break. I do want to ask real quickly, do you think there are differences between how children learn and how adults learn? Uh, unfortunately, yes. But what we try to teach people is is really to tap into how children learn. Because children, everything they're learning, they're connecting to their existing knowledge. And so much of their learning is visual. Uh, if we can tap into that, and, and by the way, the, the whole like children's brains are more neuroplastic. That's not true. It's just children are engaged in learning 24 seven, almost right. all waking hours are learning hours. And, uh, and we can tap into that ability. Yeah. Because they're trying to create and construct the world that they live in. And exactly. so I, totally get that. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. This is success profiles radio. I'm with Jonathan Levy. The book is called the only skill that matters. We'll be right back. 
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. You are in business. What is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. From the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jonathan Levy. The book is called The Only Skill That Matters. And if you've not picked up my book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. You can find it in Barnes & Noble in the stores. You can find it on Amazon and every fine-selling bookseller everywhere. If they don't have it, ask for it or just order it online. So, Jonathan, let's talk about memory. I would love to ask, how can we 10x our memory? Yeah, that's a great question, Brian. So the, the, it really comes down to, and if you talk to all the world's record holders and memory games champion, yes, that's a real thing. There are memory games and incredible feats of memory. They're all doing the same thing. What they're doing is, uh, visual mnemonic techniques. So they're creating visualizations in their minds. And at the highest levels, they're building something called a memory palace. This is basically creating a library in your mind. Uh, whether it's your home, your office, I encourage you to make as many of them as possible. They are free and you don't even have to download an app. It's already installed in your brain uh, and you are basically organizing your memories as these visual symbols uh, throughout your memory palace. And I, I say 10x because I don't think people would believe if I told them really what you can do with it. But uh, I've seen people memorize pi to 30,000 digits doing this. Oh, yeah. The current world record uh, for memorizing a deck of cards is 12.96 seconds. Um, I wow. mean, you name it, 1500 names and faces, no problem. I can teach you. And I've taught many people who, who don't even know what I'm teaching them, uh, how to do 50 digits, random digits backwards and forwards. I mean, wow. once you, once you know how to do this technique, you're no longer impressed. Uh, yeah. I used to think it was impressive to watch someone do this. And now I'm no more impressed than if I were just watching someone read off a piece of paper. In fact, the piece of paper is harder because sometimes you can transpose lines when you read off a piece of paper. When I read out of my memory palace, it's just, you know, yeah. it's just there. Yeah. I have had Dave Farrow on my show a couple of times. He holds the Guinness World Record twice for memorizing decks of cards. He, he His record is 59 decks of cards, every card in the correct order. And yep. that's, it's amazing. Uh, I just love that. So, so for someone like me, and I promise I'm not making fun, but I, I have what I occasionally call parking lot Alzheimer's. I don't always remember where <laughs> I park my car. 
And I wish that everyone would do it like the Phoenix Zoo, where the parking lots are not marked with letters and numbers, but they are marked by animals. I will remember if I park next to the giraffe. Or, for example, the casino. I will remember whether I park next to the six of spades or not. So for someone like me who does occasionally forget mundane stuff like where I left my car, how can you help someone like me? Yeah, so what they've done at the zoo is a really genius thing because they're actually doing exactly what we advocate. They're just making it into a picture. You'll remember a giraffe, right? Yeah. Especially if it's a purple giraffe, that's a pretty weird visualization. Now, right. I, what we teach, I always like to joke like all we're teaching people how to do is convert everything into photographs, yeah. right? Photographic memory. So there's a system that's really great out there uh, called the major method. And basically what it teaches you is how to convert any number into uh, consonants, which you can then convert into words. So I'll give you an example. Two yes. is N. So then the number 22 would be a nun. Visualize a nun. Now what you could do, it's trickier when you have like C22. So what you can do is say, all right, I'm only going to use colors if they are a letter or for example celebrities are letters so c could be charles dickens 22 so charles dickens dressed as a nun c 22 you uh -oh. create that visualization and then when you want to you can even put it on your car as a form of a memory palace and then forget c 22 because your brain doesn't want to remember c 22 22, I mean, we only invented numbers, by the way, around 15,000 years ago, right? Our brains haven't changed in 50,000 years. So 22 means nothing to you. Right. But Charles Dickens dressed in, you know, cross-dressed as a nun, that's pretty memorable. I bet you your listeners will remember that tomorrow and even day after tomorrow. So if you if you just do that you'll find that you are much more able to memorize things. Absolutely. What are some of your favorite examples of how your super learning techniques have helped people? Yeah. So we had one guy who he kind of stacked it, right? He did super learner and decided that he was going to rush through his degree. So he finished his legal degree a year early because he was like, you know what? This isn't what I want to do. I want to actually do what Jonathan's doing and teach people online. Uh, he then took another one of my courses powered through that three times faster than anyone has ever powered through it, which was all about creating your brand and podcasting. And then straight out of law school, zero work experience, built a business like mine, teaching people online. Specifically, he partnered with his mother, who was an expert in some kind of software that all the medical offices need to transition to in his home country of, of Uruguay. His name was Gonzalo. And, uh, so she built a course with him or he helped her build a course on the software. And in his first year, he made five times the average household income, which I just thought was the coolest thing ever. This guy was like 21 years old, you know, making great money. And what a cool cause, like helping hospitals move to the digital age in a developing country. So that was a really cool story. We had a, a less happy story, someone by the name of Parvinder, whose mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh. And the doctors kind of said, look, all we can do is kind of pump her full of painkillers and, and make it as, as kind of painless as possible. 
And he took it on himself. You know, he didn't take that as as an answer. He took it on himself and said, you know what, I'm going to research this exact form of cancer and I'm going to figure out all the clinical trials and what they're testing and how they're working and what, you know, he had zero medical background. But he was able to not only make her end of life significantly more comfortable, but was able to push and advocate and go to the doctor and say, actually, I read that this is what's happening and there's this trial and all you need to do is do this. And I know that it'll work because she's showing these biomarkers and he got her into a trial and they were able to extend her her life, uh, which talk about a, a really, really powerful way. You don't think of learning as the skill that you need when when you're dealing with the death of a parent, but that really blew my mind. That is amazing. Let's pivot a little bit toward your Superhuman Academy podcast. Tell us about this. Yeah, well, so I always like to joke, you know, uh, you don't start a podcast called Superhuman Academy because you are always super happy with who you were growing up. And uh, I have a passion and an obsession for figuring out how to optimize human potential and the human experience. And uh, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it, in fact, and I'm still learning along with my audience. We used to call the podcast Becoming Superhuman, but we decided to merge all the brands. And uh, it was in, it deliberately called Becoming, not uh, I'm a superhuman, hear me roar, right. because it, it is about that endless pursuit of becoming this superhuman type person, which I think a previous generation would call a renaissance man or woman, having every area of your life completely dialed in, deliberate and and satisfactory, in fact, bringing you joy. Um, and, and that's what we do. Every week I talk to a real life superhuman, someone who has achieved something or discovered a method or figured out a way to make the human experience better. And I've had some crazy guys and gals like folks like Wim Hof and uh, Dave Asprey and the founder of Acro Yoga. So I, I take a very wide approach sure. to what superhuman means. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. You've had this show downloaded almost three million times. How does that happen? Three and a half million recently. Uh, wow. You know, you. it's uh, first off, never discount the uh, the law of numbers. You know, it's e when you have 10 episodes, it's hard to get three and a half million downloads. When you have 250 episodes and you've been doing it for six years. So I, you, you, I take some credit, but, uh, we have a lot of people going through all our various programs and we have a lot of episodes out. Um, and you know, I, I, I really try and think about, as I'm sure you do, Brian, I, I try mm -hmm. and think about what the audience is going to benefit from and I don't pull punches. And obviously I curate and I, I share only opinions that I, believe are valid and true. And sometimes I get weird and we talk about Reiki and, and spirituality, but I, I try to curate the experience so that, uh, the audience is trusting me to, to bring them valid knowledge. And so that's how we right. do it. Absolutely. So we've got maybe three or four minutes until the end. What has surprised you about your journey, Jonathan? The whole thing has honestly been quite a surprise. I mean, I, I was looking for years, even after building my course, I looked for a year and a half for the next big opportunity as an entrepreneur. And then I realized it was kind of staring me in the face the whole time. Um, doing this checked off all the boxes of what I wanted my next company to be in terms of impact, in terms of income, and in terms of freedom uh, in my life. And, uh, and you know, it, it was like, well, this wasn't what I had planned, but clearly the world needs this because as a side project, it just blew up 
and I yeah. did not expect it. So Absolutely. the whole thing has really been quite a quite a quite an experience. Great. If you could give advice to the eighteen year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? You know, I, I, I'm afraid of that question because I think I'm not sure with a butterfly effect that I would end up exactly where I am today. I think sure. the only thing I would, I would potentially say is meditate. Mm. And, and also I think I would just say trust that everything is going to be okay. I would have a, a knowing wise smile on my face and say, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, and, and just do what you're doing because it ends up it ends up in a great place and it's not always going to be fun, but yeah. don't worry it it's going to end up in a great place. Would 18 year old you have listened to current nope. you? Nope, not even a little. I get I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot as we wind down, Jonathan. The question I like to ask everyone: Who inspires and motivates you? Who inspires and what? I'm sorry, you cut out. Who inspires and motivates you? Oh man, my team. I have a wonderful team of people around me that even, you know, when I don't want to do the work and when I'm suffering, I just look at them and I'm like, these people are devoting so much of their lives to helping me spread my mission and, and helping me do good in the world. And I'm just so, I'm like teary eyed just thinking about it. I'm so motivated by them and their families and their kids and they're, they're like my extended family all over the world. So. That's fantastic. So how can we find you? How can we find your book? How can we tribe and vibe with you? Yeah, I'm all over the place. So uh, superhumanacademy.com is my website, podcast, online courses, etc. And uh, superhumanacademy.com slash book is where you can learn all about the book and, uh, and check it out. And I really hope you enjoy reading it. Fantastic. Any final thoughts for us, Jonathan? Learning is the most powerful skill that you can have. So invest in learning how to learn. That's wonderful. I do want to ask real quickly, is there a bucket list item you have yet to fulfill? Oh, yeah. I got a lot of them. Uh, one, I want to have kids. That's the biggest one right now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I want to – I'm rediscovering my passion for cars after selling the last business and completely going away from it. Uh, I really want to drive Stelvio Pass in an exotic car. It's wow. the world's best driving road. Wow. Jonathan, this was so much fun. We super Likewise. learned about everything today. Likewise. Absolutely. And thanks all of you to listening to Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I uh, interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from that. And I'm just so happy and grateful. Again, we had Jonathan Levy on the show today. Last name spelled L-E-V-I. It looks like Levi, but it's pronounced Levy. And get his book. Go to go to superhumanacademy.com. Get his book, The Only Skill You Need. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and thanks for being with us today. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. 
Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.